Welcome to the latest episode of the Geek Offensive Podcast. On this week's episode, my buddy from art school, Paul Katzen, uh, is joining us in the studio today. Paul, thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, this, thanks for having me. Thank this, you for coming out. It's th- definitely nice. Yeah, yeah this episode fun. was so much fun. It was enlightening. <laughs> it was awesome to hear, like, <laughs> no, it was really awesome to hear, like, someone's, like, insider, all the insider details of, like, um, the VFX industry and all the things that go into all our favorite Marvel movies and just uh, mo- uh, our favorite superhero movies in general. Um, but, uh, Paul, do you have any projects or anything you want to plug before we get into the episode? No, not really. I mean... Uh, just watch all Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep everybody employed so we can all eat. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, no. <laughs> watch all Marvel. <laughs> watch everything Marvel. I mean, support all the geek stuff. I mean, it just helps... Keeps keep, all the artists keep us alive. <laughs> exactly. Keep us. Keep those artists breathing. Keep culture. And yeah. Keep them fed. Keep them producing. I guess you know. I'll plug. I'll, since I'm a code guy, I'll plug things like GitHub and uh, Code Academy and. Oh, for all you budding. Code, all those people yeah. who want to learn how to code and get into software, and even schools like Nomen and, um, it was an animation mentor mm-hmm. stuff, places like that, and just, yeah, I'll plug just your own curiosity man just get on the internet and fucking search that's probably the most noble plug we've had on this (laughs) show (laughs) i wish i had something cool like buy my pizzas or or no that was awesome (laughs) he's an amateur pizza maker (laughs) i wish i'm an i'm a professional pizza eater (laughs) (laughs) only when when i'm in new york okay because i'm also an asshole so so Watch all the Marvel. <laughs> yeah, watch all. Uh, Ken, where can they find you? They can find me across the internet at at Ken Rollo. That's K E N R O L O W. And check out online. Look for a free comic book day in your neighborhood. I hear comics, tunes, and toys is a fine place to get. We comics. do a pretty good spread. We've got like ten artists who are going to be there, uh, ranging from you know independent artists, guys who are for Marvel, DC, like anybody, uh, full spectrum. Awesome. And you can find me at Justin Malari on Instagram and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. Also, we have two other podcasts on the Geek Say What Network. Don't forget to listen to Ready, Set, Geek, hosted by Alex Gollett, and to Geek KO, hosted by Justin Madriaga. And shout out to Wayland Productions for letting us use the space, and to our geek apparel sponsor, Jordan Denae. Um, well, enough of the business. This was uh, a really fun episode, and... Honestly, this has been one of the better discussions we've had on the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were, were nervous for nothing, buddy. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I was just nervous, like I'm gonna say some dumb shit. Gets going tomorrow. Like, uh, here's your walking papers. You fucking said too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let us know if we spoil anything. No, I think we we're totally do. No, um, <laughs> we totally tell you all the inside. Chris secrets. Pratt dies. No, um, <laughs> everyone dies. It's like Hamlet, except for that one character you hate. He lives. <laughs> and they introduce a purple dragon. They do. <laughs> the purple dragon that farts rainbows. There you go. Look for it in your next Marvel film. (laughs) (laughs) And cue the music. Your children are covered in like slime and mud, and then like 
the dishes in your sink are over your head and you realize you don't have any food in your apartment except for like some moldy thing that might have been lettuce in the back of your fridge. <laughs> and you're like, when was the last time I was home? And then you go in the bathroom and the fucking worst thing happens is you look in the mirror and you're like, holy fuck, that's me? And there's like bags under your eyes. You look like Tom Hanks from Castaway. Yeah, but that point in Castaway where he was like having that nervous breakdown, except... It's just like all the bad food and the fucking like note you're like in front of the computer screens and your beard's like all right on one side but the other side just like looks like a fucking homeless person oh, like shit. yeah it's insane man like, but then like you can tell when a production ends cuz like everyone's had some sleep and then they're all groomed and they've had a haircut and they've like <laughs> seen their families and they're all like Life is fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't have blood pouring out of my anus right now. That's great. You're great. Oh, you know? this is yeah. so much fun. Hey, so this is movies. visual effects production in here. Yeah, it's like this is, this is like that's, what happens. That's true of like Blizzard too. Like my friends at Blizzard. Yeah, I've like heard when that. They go to production. It's the same thing. We're like, oh well, let's just do you know thirty five hour days. Like I don't know how that's possible, but we did it. So somehow, like, yeah, we they, found the space time continuum. We entered it, made this game, and came out, and somehow we're you know a hundred years older. Yeah, but, oh yeah. My God. And you're like, how did my child get out of college already? Yeah. I was a baby when I started this project. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's it's like a grown man. Yeah, that's what sucks. And the people that like um, absorb the content like that from these fields, like they don't appreciate this at all. No one sees the no, amount of no, no. like life stealing work. The divorces and like no. the yeah. bags under the eyes, and your your body slowly yeah. turning into this fucking like horrible thing that you never wanted. Yeah, and like, and, like the, the first time I like noticed like how much fucking time this takes, like. Uh, I think it was the first time I noticed that there were like production babies in someone's credits. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you're just no. like, holy shit, uh, children are born. What the fuck is it? Disney, I think, is the one that does this. They always have in the credits like production babies. Yeah, like, there's some company. I think is I I I gotta I think it's Disney because I went to see Moana. I feel like I saw production babies. Like maybe. And for me, I'm like, did they have babies like actually at Disney? They were like people like fucking in these rooms. Like <laughs> these are actual Disney babies. Like it could have. And then happened. they steal them, and then they put them in these chairs in front of computers, and they just become like the next like I'm gonna make another movie. <laughs> it's like some six, some like fucking six month old like I'm gonna make fire effects. You gotta start them young, right? right like that's right? how the yeah. next one gets made. That's... Otherwise, you turn out like me. If you start too old, you're like too retarded doing this. See, they code. didn't do that for the first Incredibles. That's why it's taking so long for the <laughs> to second make the one. Next one. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. All those production babies have had to grow up enough so that they could legally employ them, and they're like, right. Okay, <laughs> <now we've> got- <laughs> Here's your two dollars an hour. Make us a fucking movie. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> well, it's funny too. Like the the movie side of it is horrible because it's like, say, I mean, we were talking about this in the car. Like, I was not a fan of the new uh, Turtles movie, yeah, or yeah. the new Transformers movies. But like those VFX people, like you said, like they spent their like their a good part of their life putting that movie out, and then I'm sitting here saying. Oh, this is crap. What are they doing here? Like, oh, God. And on the video game side of it, like, you put out a game that's, you know, taking up how many years of your life. And then somebody's like, oh, but they have DLC for this? It's like, dude, shut up. You have no idea, like, what's going on behind the scenes. Well, and then the other thing is, like, the DLC. So I have a friend who works over at Naughty Dog. And um, so, like, they're making DLC for, uh, that was the last game, Nathan Drake thing. Uh, Uncharted? Yeah, Uncharted. So, God, Brain, brain Don't moment there. <laughs> Senior moment. Um, but so she, she's working on the DLC content, and the thing is, like, you have this conception, like, you know, I love the game, and it's like, okay, the DLC content comes out. And you see it on Steam, like, whatever, oh, it's just magically there. But what you don't see is the fact that, like, my friend Elaine, she's, like, a uh, an effects person. So she's in charge of, like, water and fire and mud and, and like, mm-hmm. goop and blood and stuff like yeah. that. So, like, kind of, like, really cool stuff that's got to look neat, you know, in the game. And um, the DLC takes every bit as much effort and every bit as much time mm-hmm. and every bit as many overtime hours and as many nights, you know, like her husband, um, 
he I went out for lunch with him today. He's like, dude, I have not seen my wife in like days. She comes in, I like, I feel her get into bed, and then I get up and I go to work, and she gets up an hour later and she's out the house and she's not home until like one in the morning. So she's pulling like these, uh, I don't know, her days are like 14, 16 hour days. And then I'll catch them every once in a while. And she's like, Oh yeah, I gotta be at work in like far as I'm like, Elaine, it's Sunday. (laughs) We're like having brunch at some place in Culver city. And I'm like, I'm me and Ibar is her husband are like, Oh, we're going to go to the beach. And, I, and then I feel like a dick because she's like got to go sit <laughs> yeah. in front of this computer in this dark office for like the next eight hours while her, you know, me and her husband like goof off at the beach, you know? Yeah. And she's like napping under her desk. Yeah. Like, yeah well, she's not even like, napping. She's just like she trying to, to like pop her eyelids open and drink her coffee and try to get the work done. Yeah. It's, it's like, like clockwork orange. Like, <laughs> you know, those calipers. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just insane. Like, well, I mean, you were telling me like um, on the ride down here, uh, at the beginning of the production, oh. it feels like a regular work day. Yeah, and it really is. I mean, it's mm-hmm. more standard. Like the guys come in and they do, you know, like our office hours are pretty much like nine to six, whatever for right. normal. For <laughs> that's the baseline. Let's call right. it right. So, um, and then like the first, let's say a productions, let's say the production on a film like a Marvel film will run, let's say four to six months, right? Let's say six months, right? So the first, uh, <clears throat> so the first like four months. You know, it's it's fairly standard. You come in, you work some nine-hour days. Maybe you have a, a day where you're going to put in a 10- or 12-hour day, but it's really kind of unusual, and that might be for something, like, really special, like uh, the client wants a, um, something really nifty for, like, the trailer, really eye-catching, something that's not actually going to be part of the film, but something that's going to be, like, a little bit special that they can do to, like, mm-hmm. get more people in the door or something they, they can do for, like, all the, all the fans out there, something right. really special, you know, that, that they wouldn't otherwise be able to fit in the film because it just wouldn't make sense story-wise. So yeah. unless that happens, you know, it's, like, a pretty, you know, pretty standard thing. Like, the first, like like I said, out of six months, those first four months are, you know, nine to six, and um, it's not insane. But then I was telling Justin, it's, like, the last two months of that production um, – it just it's like all hell breaks loose in in a sense and it's you get you get guys you know it's not uncommon for 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 a team of artists um to work i don't know anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day and then come in on a saturday and a sunday so they'd be doing 12 to 14 hour days seven days a week for a couple of months and that's you know and then and then another thing the other thing then happens is they'll say like okay the film needs to deliver on this particular date yeah but there's always everything's always padded a little bit, like with every deadline, you know, like oh, we're gonna release this thing on this particular date. So then we have a little bit of wiggle room, you know. They got to yeah. send it to the next company to get the finishing done or whatever it happens to be, like sweeten the sound, whatever yeah. kind of cool things they need to do downstream from what the visual effects houses like us do. Um, but inevitably, what happens is okay, we're gonna deliver this thing on this month, this day. Well, that day comes, mm-hmm. and they're thinking, oh shit. We got to move this like a couple weeks. So now these guys have done, the teams have done, they've hauled ass, they've really worked hard. And it's, you know, they've, they've done two months of this grueling overtime and um, really intense hours that require all your concentration and all of your reserve to really get, to push out the product, the quality that you really want to represent yourself as an artist and as a studio. And then, the, and then your client realizes, okay, we have a little bit extra time and they want to put out the best product. So, they come to us in you know, a studio and they say, look, we have a little extra time. Can we sweeten these things? So now you've got a group of artists that have already done two months of hard time, right? And they're going to push them another couple of weeks further. And so everyone's just, you know, it's it's like an attrition. And people are pretty burnt out. Um, and it's just you're tapping into your last reserves. And I don't, 
honestly, like I was telling Justin, my position is um, <clears throat> I don't work directly on the shots that go into the movies. Um, I'm a, my role is more of a support role from a software uh, standpoint. So I I make things that assist the artists get their job done. Actually, so, from what you were telling me, it sounds like he's you're basically like the software like quartermaster of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're making sure everyone's <laughs> got the right equipment and like you know they have their equivalent of a you know a pistol or something. Yeah, the, the code. That's, the, yeah, <laughs> all their tools they need to get the job done. Exactly. So, but consequently, like. It means I get to I can go home at six if I've given them their tools and everything's ready. Right. So I kind of lost my place. Um, yeah. So the guys that do this, it's like a heroic amount of work. Um, but like every inch of the animation that you end up seeing on screen, that ninety percent of the time, um, for people that don't have any idea of what goes into it, if we've done our job right, it's supposed to be seamless. Because otherwise, it you know it pulls the person in the cinema out of the experience, and then they're they're saying like, oh shit, like what. What's going on here? Like, the I mean, a perfect example is Governor Tarkin, and I'm sorry, Grand Moff Tarkin, in Rogue One, mm-hmm. where it's like the people who like watch enough, of, watch these movies, they play video games, they see that uncanny valley that happened with yeah. uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. But for the general audience, they're just like, wow, like he they they got him back. That's uh-huh. cool. They're able to bring him back, and like, no, they didn't bring him back. He's no longer with us. Like some people didn't really unfroze him. Yeah. <laughs> like some people are completely unaware that, oh wait, like this guy's no longer alive. Some people are just like, Oh, that's really cool. Like they, they don't even process that. But the people who are, you know, seen it, you know, that many right. times are like, Oh wait, okay, a little off there, but okay. And it's it's still an amazing feat. It's just funny where people are like, Oh, I saw Clue in Tron Legacy and he looked plasticky. But as we go on, like things keep ramping up and getting better and better. Yeah, the, I think yeah. this is the best version of that kind of effect that I've seen. Because there were shots that were pretty seamless, but I mean, it had its. Yeah. Obviously, we. Well, I mean, we've seen more of that yeah. art style, but like, uh, for the most part, like this was the best version. Yeah. And even, even Leia at the end. Spoiler alert: Who hasn't seen Rogue One? Um, <laughs> um, Philistines. If they yeah. haven't, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just like <laughs> this is the closest we've come, and it's gonna get even better. I'm hoping this isn't the part like Ali worked on. At <laughs> She oh, wouldn't have, she wouldn't have done any she, of this, right? Um, We're trying to get her for the show. Did she do an animation? She's or? animation, so she, so she might have though, because the thing, the thing, it so was all fantastic. Just we'll, in case, we'll talk about <laughs> no, but a quick yeah. question: You said, I mean, Lucasfilm is huge, so she I mean, if she's in animation, we're talking traditional two D, which is the new uh, force. Oh, uh, she's credited in the movie. Oh, okay. Then, oh, yeah. So yeah. our friend Ali, she would have yeah. done the three D side of things. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she would have been. She could, I mean, was she more like? Uh, live models, or is she like the ships? Like, what's the, I mean? There's we don't know. Yeah, so yeah. We haven't talked to her yet, so I that's mean, why her, I'm covering my bases. Well, like knowing <laughs> her, I mean, I hope for her that she was working on the character side yes. of things because she's a really talented uh, a- actress mm-hmm. and yeah. animator, um, which is what it you know, it's, yeah. it's well, synonymous. Yeah, know? that's actually how all of how I know you. Yeah. We actually went to Academy of Art together. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you're the one that actually finished, and you're. <laughs> you're you're in the industry. I, I am. I didn't, and Dude, I went the skin on my ass. Yeah, though, man. it was a close went, thing. You know? I went a different route, and I'm podcasting now. It's so. a it's a gamble though. And, and, <laughs> Dude, I gotta t- I gotta tell you though, like we so we were talking about these uh, the heroic hours people put in. Yeah, and I sometimes I leave the office feeling super guilty sometimes when I know my the guys on my team are gonna be there for another five hours, and it's six right. o'clock, and I'm biking home, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go do whatever the fuck I want. And these guys are just going to be glued to their seat in front of their screen for the next five hours trying to finish this shit. They're going to come back again and do it tomorrow. Do yeah. they have dorms there at this? No. Place? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, I just don't know how I've worked, you know, 
I've worked a 16 hour day, but having to do it's that, tough. I've having to do that in front of a computer multiple yeah. days in a row. I don't know how pe- those people could do the it. The worst I've ever done, not the studio I'm at now, but um, I had a position at a different visual effects studio. And uh, that was me. I'm sorry. At a different visual effects studio. And um, I was essentially kind of running a very small show by myself and it didn't, it entailed a lot of hours. And I think the worst I ever did was a 22 hour day. Jesus and that was Christ. like the most grueling thing I've ever done. And um, I've, what time I'd, did you have to come back? Well, so basically, so basically part of it was because I was like waiting for some things to finish mm-hmm. uh, rendering. Um, anyway, I know like technical bullshit, whatever, but um, <laughs> so I, you know, I was doing other things during that time, making use of the time, but I, basically worked and then i went home and i kind of called in late <laughs> i left the office i had my phone i was texting my um coordinator i was like i'm gonna be late tomorrow and i'm leaving the office i was still like with one foot in the door like i'm Jesus not gonna, i'm gonna be in late Christ. tomorrow and i hadn't even i wasn't even at home yet <laughs> i'm gonna be a couple hours late and so i went home and i just didn't even take off my clothes and my shoes anything i just passed out on my bed and i woke up and I set my alarm. I think I slept like three hours. And I came back because that next day I had a, a delivery for the client. Oh, wow. So the thing oh was, like, God. I couldn't just fuck off and just not come in because yeah. otherwise I would have been like, the hell with this. I'm going to just take yeah. the day off and sleep and recover. Yeah. I had to do it. And then because the client side of stuff entailed me actually like communicating with them and like, you know, being on point and not swearing and being like professional and mm-hmm. being someone that I'm not usually that person. Um, for them because you know it's, uh, clients are they're yeah. important so. and that's that's har- adding so much more because you have to play a part almost yeah because you're like the front man for your, your company at yeah. That point. yeah you're there yeah when you have a client facing job um so the visual effects studios there's kind of a, there's a distinction between all the different roles there's all the different departments and then within each department um there are different roles as well but there are we have like they're client-facing roles, and then there are not client-facing roles. And so the majority of the people you see in film credits for a particular visual effects studio are non-client-facing. So they're they're your artists. Those are your people in the trenches making the explosions and the fire and tweaking all the animation and getting all of the motion capture cues to look right so that way the, the digital double, like the faces you were talking about, look really good and really yeah. believable especially when they're all close up and yeah. huge on the screen and you see them at that size um but then the client facing positions are the people that you know like for us uh, our studio we deal a lot with marvel and um we do some work for like t- clients like target um and farmers insurance and so they have you know we have to translate to their you know those clients come with us, come to us and say we need this we want this particular product that you guys can provide and so yeah. we have a team of people that you know has to interface with the client because I'm sure Jessica can probably test this, but a lot of artists aren't really so socially <laughs> adept at navigating the world of, of client relations. And yeah, especially that, if you're, that was the most delicate way to put yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking socially goddamn inept. No. Um, but, but yeah, cause the clients, you know, it's, um, we were talking about, you know, it's these films, like <clears throat> they make a lot of money, Yeah, you know? So you see like something like an opening day, I, I forget what it did, but um, even Ant-Man, which is a smaller movie, than something like Captain America Civil War, it's still open with a fairly big box office yeah. numbers. So that is, that's a big deal. And so there's a lot of money writing all these movies. So when you talk to the clients and even if, you know, Marvel, and they understand because they're in kind of the art business. Yeah. So they understand, you know, pretty much what we're doing. But when you have a client like say Farmers Insurance or something, 
you know, they're a good client. Um, yeah. They're they're worth a lot of money to our company and to anybody who's going to work with them because they're they're very stable. They're um, and from what I've heard from for us, they're very good clients. But um, so you don't want to lose them. So it's very important, and there's a lot of money riding on it. But they don't necessarily know all the ins and outs of what wh- what visual effects is and what it takes to produce a shot like something simple. Like they want to, you know, they want I don't know, like a. Well, it's a, like, a big dung beetle pushing something into a house and destroying it, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, something like that. Like, you know, there's 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 quite a bit of work, like I've been alluding to, that goes into all of these little things. And sometimes, like the littlest things, like the smallest details, really take a lot more work than some of the kind of bigger set pieces because yeah. there are things, that, you know, it, you know, you guys were talking about how the technology is getting so good now, and also there's so many of these movies being produced every year, and so many commercials, and um, visual effects is so pervasive in in at least american media and culture and society i would probably i would even be willing to bet you know around the world that it's so much there's cg like in everything you oh know? yeah even stuff that <laughs> doesn't even have like, like a regular sitcom like yeah the entire background will be cg yeah like, you won't even notice sit a bunch of guys in front of a green screen and it looks totally yeah. normal as people walking by and the windows in the background yeah. and mm-hmm manhole covers and there's steam coming out of stuff and maybe there's like a flower on the table that wasn't there before and, exactly you know um so so yeah so you know but then you have to there are the client facing jobs that um at a studio that are responsible for translating exactly what it is that a studio is providing yeah for them to translating art speak to corporate people essentially is what i'm getting at you know which, which is a giant nightmare yeah it is and yeah. you like, know it's I, yeah. No, no. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Well, like, I mean, <clears throat> working in the comic book industry, like you mm. have someone who's like, oh, like, I mean, it's it's the the all the illustrators are like, oh, yeah, you know, like, what, or I'm sorry, the clients are just like, oh, well, just just draw this. Like, like I thought of the idea that shouldn't cost that much. It's like, <laughs> oh, God. no, like, oh, I God. went to fucking school for like, you know, four years just to learn how to do this. Like designing is not that easy. It's like or like in your case with uh, VFX, it's like, oh, well, we just want a tree in this shot. It was like, well, a tree. OK, so you have the base, la- the base of the tree skeleton. Then yeah. you have the leaves and then you have, you know, the motion and stuff oh, like that. You yeah. have texture mapping, like all these things that they have no idea. Everything. Oh, and no. Yeah, in school, it's it's compartmentalized so much like this guy models, this guy textures, this guy lights. Like it's <laughs> yeah. all like you have to break those up because each thing is so much work. Yeah, but it's exactly. the same. It's the same thing. And I think that I think that um you know, obviously, there are people who have no idea like what goes into all this stuff, which we can talk about in a minute. I love oh, to, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. get the general public knowing like kind of what goes into making these movies. But from like an, like you said, I bled for this. Yeah, <laughs> I threw my anus <laughs> for, for you, so you can enjoy your hour and a half film. Um, I put this is 2017. Like, no, no movies are an hour and a half anymore. Goddamn, life even like this. Even, oh, it's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Hour and a half's like, what the, the fuck did I pay for that? That for, was a Nickelodeon exactly? film. If you saw <laughs> yeah. that, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that I, I mean. This is completely off topic, but like, it's crazy because like, as a kid, like, I'm like, oh, a movie, a movie is an hour and a half long, and then as you start yeah. to get older, at one point or another, like, they started having hour long dramas. Like, I remember, you know, uh, Beverly Hills 90210, yes, right, yeah, right. Melrose, Poi- uh-huh. Melrose Place, so the Real t- World, I think, was yeah. an hour and a half or when, an hour or something like that. When yeah. TV I started think it was an hour, upping their game, like, uh, then movies had upped their game more because it's like, oh yeah, this this movie's two hours long. Like, well, that's just two episodes of Melrose Place. Exactly. Dude, now we got, and you get more stories. And Netflix yeah. now too. Like, I know, you know, like Netflix and Amazon are doing their, mm-hmm. their own content. Oh yeah. And the shit is good. Yeah. And it's also like so, which is interesting because it's forcing films to do something a little different as well. Yeah. But they're all producing all the minute. Like, I don't know, like how much of these things you watch, like these uh the the Amazon Prime stuff and the Netflix we shows. Stay, pr- we stay fairly involved with that. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is, like, none <laughs> we've of had those a Voltron episode already. We yeah. had. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, we've so had, point yeah. being is, like, those shows are they're all an hour. 
Yeah. Period. And, no and, commercials. Yeah, no commercials. A full hour. <laughs> not like 44 minutes that Melrose <clears throat> yeah. Place in. Or yeah. 22 for like a 22 for half hour. Yeah. Right, right. It's like, just tip to tail content. Like yeah. start to, you know. And HBO, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Like, yeah, that yeah, is an yeah, hour long show. And like you don't think about it with uh, AMS with uh, The Walking Dead. That's actually just like 44 minutes. Like they've got right. that thing yeah. down to like just that. And you're like, oh, that little bit more content you get at with um, the pay cable stuff is so much more because it's just straight on. Yeah, and yep. it just adds up. Another yeah. fifteen minutes like makes a huge difference. And you oh, can yeah. tell so much more story too. Yeah. Yeah, you can do more I mean you can just do more stuff. I mean you have fifteen I mean it doesn't sound like a lot, fifteen minutes, but, but yeah, I mean I'm <coughs> just just producing fifteen minutes of any sort of content <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is a lot more work than you'd think. Yep. Yeah. It's um, a huge amount of work. Yeah, even actually <coughs> even when I first started doing the podcasting, like I was afraid I wouldn't go past fifteen <laughs> minutes on any show, but <laughs> Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. seem to manage, right? Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I remember the first short film I worked on, um, it was a month, basically a month worth of, like, footage, but, like, it was literally, like, 10 minutes. Oh, I know. After I that, know. And you're just like, you're like I mean, it looks great, fuck? but, like, that was it? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you think about old school 2D, an, uh, hand-drawn animation. Oh, yeah. Like, they I just have people class, working, right, like, <laughs> five years. Look, we made a 10-minute short. Like, <laughs> like, how? But... It's because all those frames are beautifully hand drawn and just yeah. like so like what? perfectly done. For what free. was the final yeah. for the first semester? Like two D. Oh, it was 2D. like thirty seconds yeah, or something. Yeah, thirty right? seconds. Some. And that we were was, like, we were struggling. We were killing ourselves yeah. for that. So we. I mean, granted, like I can't really draw that well. Yeah, neither yeah, can I. But like, like yeah. So Paul and I <laughs> actually had to take. Well, that's how we met we, through the animation department. Yeah, I was an animator. Yeah, my original goal was to be an animator. Yeah, so I like and then so the first class they have you take for animation <laughs> is like traditional. They call it traditional, not two D, essentially. Yeah. Um, Even if you're it, gonna go into the three D. Exactly. World. It's like just to understand the basic like uh, principles of it. And yeah, that thirty seconds—that was a struggle. It is. I mean, it you so much work. Yeah, you you don't like I said, don't get anything for free. Like yeah, you know the comp the comp animating on a computer is also a little different too because you get stuff for free, but then you're fighting like the stupidity of the computer because the you computer just, is just like a number machine. Yeah, you yeah. have different um, <laughs> obstacles to deal with. Yeah, it's like yeah, your character is always going to look the same, but it's not going to always do what you want yeah, it to. Yeah, like, you may move it from point A to point B, but, like, in between, like, it just frame like 10 and frame 100, it might not do exactly what you want, and you got to tweak oh, it. Oh, yeah, no. And then continue tweaking it. And then make sure the clients are okay with the tweaks yeah. that just made, yeah. and then... And you're just yelling at your <laughs> screen, like, yeah. all the hours are just like, come on. Yeah. And all you're trying to do is get something to walk to the other side. Yeah, <laughs> but walk in a particular way. Yeah. And, you know, and also, too, I think it's a real testament. Like, um, I think one thing that doesn't, it doesn't really show up, and I don't think a lot of what... I don't know. But I, I, don't, I mean, you know, I'm not really well versed in the world of like what's out there in terms of like how many people know exactly what goes on at a VFX house. But um, just the amount of attention to detail and the just dedication to the craft that people have um, across all the different departments. Like I, I haven't worked at a place yet where someone's just gone in and just not given a shit about what they're producing because they care regardless of whether the fact that you know the clients maybe breathing down their neck or maybe you don't have enough time to get it to exactly where you want it but end of the day like even if you you have to deliver something that's not quite exactly as good as you can get it just because of a time constraint like hey there's no more time this is due on tuesday and it's it's monday at midnight and you're just we're just not gonna be able to get it there you can bet your ass that that artist is going to give you the best of whatever they've got to give you every time and it's it's um even after it's like month two of those t 14 hour days they're still gonna give it to you 
which is really impressive. It's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's also a little heartbreaking. When <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Well, when you think about, I don't know if, I mean, Justin, I don't know if you're familiar with Rhythm and Hughes. Yeah. We were talking about this <laughs> on the ride down here. Yeah. yeah like go ahead. Life of Pi, yep. that movie won Academy Awards, but the, the VFX house like went out of business, yep. right? Because yep. they didn't get paid for it. It's like, excuse me? like Yeah. Artists weren't getting paid OT and people were working. Yeah. People were essentially, I mean, I don't know all the details about it, but people weren't, you know, people were working essentially for free and you know the thing is and they were still kicking ass at their job and they were still doing it even though i'm sure i they at least i hope they were pissed off that they were getting paid oh yeah you know and i hope that they were mad that this all happened and upset but um i so there's a lot of guys at my company that are ex rhythm and hughes guys oh really yeah and um and and then some other companies we've got people from um you know, DreamWorks employees that had been let go from the latest round of cuts that they had about, uh, I guess, maybe a year or two ago. A few years ago, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, but those guys, I mean, and, you know, they they give everything they got, all their blood, all their sweat, all their tears for it, and it's really impressive. Um, you know, no matter what happens, no matter what kind of crazy requests a client makes, they're going to, you know, yeah, right? like, yeah, you, you bitch about stuff, but, like, end of the day, just professionals, like consummate professionals yeah. about it. And um, it's inspiring, like, to work around it, especially because, like, a lot of these guys, you know, like, I um, you know, I haven't been in the industry too long, let's say about four years at this point, and their guys have been around, like, 10 years, and they're still, they've still got the heart for it, still got the dedication, even after all, you know, these rhythm guys, even after having been let jaded. go from rhythm. Yeah, they're just jaded with the industry after yeah. all that. They're just, like... But they're frustrated, but they still come into work every day, and they still bring their A-game, and they still bring positive attitude, and they still bring... You know, a lot of them just just nerds like us, and they love what you know. They love the stuff. They get it's like, man, I get to work on a Marvel film for my job. Like that's cool yeah. as shit. You know what I mean? Like that's their jam. Like they love doing it. Or like my friends that work at Naughty Dog, they're like, I get to make a fucking video game for a living, man. Like how many yeah. people get to say that? Like I talked to some of my friends. I grew up I grew up in the Washington D.C. area. Not a lot of people went into like any of the art fields. And some of my friends were like, you know, they're accountants and they work for like you know, big corporations and they do sort of. I guess I, I mean I'm assuming they're happy because they don't. Right. None of them are like jumping off bridges and shit. But <laughs> none of them are. They're I like how that's the that's the line. <laughs> that's the line. They're not sodomizing goats on their free time. Yeah. That that is quite the litmus test you've taken for yeah. this. Like yeah. that, that's what I set it up for. That's like I want to know <laughs> the litmus test. They're not murdering their neighbors and stuff. Exactly. No, they're yeah. not. You know, so like, they seem fine. Yeah. No, they go down the street for that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Come on. They go to the next town over and <laughs> wear a mask. Please. Um. But yeah, they they um. You know, we get to we get we get to nerd out and make games and movies and and stuff, and it's um, yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty lucky thing to do, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it's this kind of passion that like a lot of people don't get to see or understand, and yeah, it just makes me really mad when I hear some like <laughs> whiny, like internet troll, internet nerd like complain about something small. And, yeah, like, well, that CG was terrible, and I'm like, well, I mean, a lot of factors went in. You can't just—it's yeah. a it. huge amount of stuff. Well, that's right? the thing too. Is like I was talking. I mean, this is this is not necessarily VFX, but a friend of mine was like, oh, you know, the new um, Cloak and Dagger trailer doesn't look that good to me. And I'm like, well, I mean, you think what, what's their intent? Their intent is to make a, you know, Degrassi, uh, like a, mm-hmm. a, a 90210 with superpowers. Yeah. They're, they, it looks like that's what they're making. Like, they're making that, you know, that freeform show. And if, you know, if, if you're making a martial arts show, and that's your intent, and you turn out Iron Fist from Netflix, <laughs> then maybe you missed your march a little bit. Yeah. Like, so it's like, if, again, with intent, like, okay, you know, if, if the VFX were like we were, tr- we want to do this, and this is what the client wanted. We delivered exactly what the client wanted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you can't blame the animators. Like that yeah. they wanted a purple dragon in this movie, and we gave them a purple dragon, and 
yeah. you, you don't like the purple dragon, but we that's exactly what they wanted. So yell at them, not us. Like yeah. that's not. So this this actually brings up something I kind of Justin and I were talking about. That I thought would be kind of good to share with people. So a lot of times, so when when people see the visual effects, you know, go to see a visual a big visual effects movie, um, like let's just say. Marvel movies, for instance, right? <laughs> yeah. This, I'm just hypothetically. I mean, what, my, do what you know. My company. So I work for Method. Do what Stu- you know. I work for Method Studios, and we do a lot of work for Marvel, as a lot of people in LA do, because yeah. um, they're big and they got they're, money and yeah. they put a lot of films, and so they're great for yeah. us to stay employed and yeah. mm-hmm. you know, be able to eat and continue doing all the stuff that we love and um, making cool movies and stuff like that. So, but what happens is, you know, when you see a film and you save the end and you watch all the credits and there's just like shit tons of credits. Yeah. And you start to see like it's broken up by company. Yeah. And so it's not just one company working on this thing. So what happens is there's a whole process to this. But Marvel, like on something like Doctor Strange or even Ant-Man or any of these movies that we've worked on, you know, we do my company will bid for a certain number of shots we're not doing all of the shots in the film. Like we're not right. the only visual effects house. So. Right, because I think the general public would think like, oh, Marvel just has all these people to do stuff and make stuff for them. They yeah. don't realize they contract a dozen or so companies to yeah. help piece together this movie. So we yeah. pro- we provide a service, and the thing that we provide to them is visual effects, like whatever the, whatever it is they need. Maybe it's a digital double work to replace, I don't know, Thor or somebody in a, in a film, or they need some sort of, some sort of set replacement or some anyway there's a variety of things but um yes yeah, so the point is like the client they ultimately they're they're paying for it they have the final say on anything from you know camera angles character designs any of that stuff um and so yeah if 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 a client and this this is not necessarily marvel but any client makes a decision that ends up um being unpopular with the people consuming that end product, you know, like the people going to the theaters or yeah. if it's a t- piece of TV content, like, you know, the people at home or a game, like your gamers, if, if it's, you know, if those people consuming this thing that, you, you know, that your company is producing kind of don't, don't like it, then those decisions that, that the original company, you know, the, the original company made, um, you know, then that's a bad decision on their part. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was just a gamble that just didn't turn out. You know, yeah. might not, whatever. It might have seemed good at the time, but like it's just kind of a crapshoot. But, you know, we get contracted to perform a service. Yeah. And we perform that service regardless of what it is. Like if it's, we want a purple dragon and we're like, you know, we're going to try and talk you out because I think the purple dragon thing is going to be a really bad fucking idea. But if you want a purple dragon and that's what you're going to pay for, then that's what we're going to give you. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But even if we tell you, like, you know, a realistic dragon will look way better. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones looks stupid as fucking shit with like a rainbow colored dragon. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, but if that's, if that's. Says you. If that's, <laughs> <laughs> says me. I'm not, I'm just not big into purple. I read the novels, movie. okay? They <laughs> have purple dragons. Purple goddamn dragons. <laughs> they should just be in Lucky Charms, okay? <laughs> just Lucky Charms. But yeah, so if they if 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 the parent company um, that you know is in, that is the client for Game of Thrones, like <clears throat> I think it's Pixamundo is the visual effects company in in LA that does a lot of the work for Game of Thrones. Um, I believe it might be more than one at this point, but I think Pixamundo was working on. It. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, but Pixamundo is going to provide whatever they want. Yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. like, yeah, these realistic dragons look fucking baller. But if yeah. what you want is like My Little Pony, then what the fuck? I mean, I got to give you My Little Pony, like exactly. regardless of how I feel about it, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you want a talking pig in your movie? Yeah. Is that a really a fucking good idea? But yeah. All right, whatever. And, <laughs> and then from there, then you have to like kind of court, the studios kind of have to like 
coordinate with each other to make sure everything kind oh, of fits together. Yes. Yeah, so so the there's thing. another headache that they have to worry yeah, about. Yeah, so the production, the whole, like, producing a movie is like this giant dysfunctional beast like i don't really even know how these things get it's, made it's a miracle it's a, it's a miracle they ever get the yeah. screen yeah it's just so many things to juggle so an even bigger miracle when it's good so yeah, yeah. so the so what we we're talking about before is like our company provides a visual effects service to marvel right there are other companies that do this as well so um other places like uh local places like luma studios like ilm of course weta um and uh even blur and places like that provide these services. There's tons of other places, uh, d- double negative in London and frame store. Um, and so we're all, we're all providing services. So something that happens is something that happens is, so let's say we're working on, you know, one sequence and it's got you know a particular character in it. And another, another visual effects house is working on, the next sequence over which also has the same character on it there's got to be a continuity like the character can't look totally different it can't move totally different you know it's got to have the same look it's got the same feel otherwise the film's gonna look completely fucking disjointed you know yeah um so and it may not even be just the actual like texture in your light it could be like the way something's moving yeah like yeah so it's got to be like a broader decision like how does this character like what what is driving the motion on this character like all right, so he got shot in the leg in scene one, and now he's got a limp in scene two. But it's a particular limp that, like, co- Company A, one of their animators came up with this fucking incredible, like, limp or yeah. whatever it is. because he got shot up here in his calf, yeah. not down here at his ankle, so he would limp more like this. Exactly. they did the mocap, and like, mm-hmm. oh, that's where that injury would come from. Yeah. But then, like, the next company comes in, and, like, their first t- run-through is like, oh, he's got a limp. They just give it to him. Oh, yeah, that's where he got hurt. Right. And so they've got to match those models, and... Match the models, match the limp, match yeah. the movement, match the timing, the pacing, all this, all these things. Like you're literally trying to mimic something someone else did, and it's um, you know, you can they do pass assets around, so we yeah. can we can borrow things from each other. But um, you know, ultimately the company like, you know, we are at our each visual effects house is responsible for. You know, we need to maintain that as well. But Marvel, it's really on Marvel, like yeah. the parent company, the the client to say like, oh, you know what? You guys need to be a little bit more careful here to make it look more like this source footage. Yeah. Or his gate in this scene. Is yeah. But, so, is the but pr- somebody it's somewhere has to track that. And that's yeah. a lot. And then the it's other t- to add a, add a third dimension to this, each of these studios <laughs> like ours, like Method, we, you know, we have multiple locations. So it's not just one house. Method Los Angeles. We have like Method Vancouver, and it's very similar with companies like Framestore and um, Double Negative and MPC and ILM. Like there are other locations around the world, and so then to coordinate that, and God bless our our production coordinating team. (laughs) I mean, that's just like another fucking level of nightmare that I would not want to deal with. So and then those are people that you like are really behind the scenes, supporting everything that goes on. Because if that breaks down. The whole fucking process just breaks down. Now, is there any kind of time where like people get kind of proprietary about some of the stuff they've built for their rigs or anything like where they're like, oh no, like this is our thing. We built it here, yeah. And sharing those, those that kind of those like, oh no, we built these tool this tool set for yep. this character. And how does that go? So a lot of studios have proprietary technologies, yeah. Um, and so a lot of times there is a real need to as to collaborate with other studios. It's sort of forced on you. Um, so there needs to be ways to pass things along that don't expose the proprietary thing, the okay. proprietary items of a particular company. And for the most part, it's fairly fairly easy to do. And they, 
when those proprietary things are used, um, I don't really, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with a lot of details because I'm not part of the production team, but um, they either get stripped out before they're passed on. Okay. Or they maybe would talk to Marvel, you know, the client like Marvel and say like, look, we have this proprietary thing. And it's going to be a real bitch to like share this thing. So maybe we should just, the logistics get worked out elsewhere. Yeah. I guess that that's more on the legal make, side of it. And, yeah. And yeah, it might make more sense. So like, for instance, I, I, um, I'm under like a couple of NDAs, right? That I signed when I joined the company. But you're still going to talk about Infinity uh, <laughs> Gauntlet, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about all, all the yeah, spoilers but, and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, anyway. No, so like, I one of them is since I'm 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 um, ninety percent of my role is more software related. Yeah. I signed not only the non-disclosure agreement, talk, you know, for client security, like being able to talk about you know Marvel films and and you know commercials and stuff like. Th- to respect the client, yeah, but also to respect the company I work for, we have a technology NDA. So I can't take my technology and give it to another company, mm-hmm. and I can't take my code and just give it to you guys, right? Because the company owns it, but it's because I'm working for them, so it's 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 essentially proprietary. So you were talking about Rhythm and Hughes earlier; they have this incredible software system um, called Voodoo. And that's a proprietary thing that no one else has. And big houses, yeah, yeah unfortunately, because it's a, it's a beast. It sounds amazing. And I've never used it, but it sounds like, oh, right. God, I'd love to get my hands on it, just from like a code nerd standpoint. <laughs> Pixar's got their own proprietary thing for animation. Um, ILM, I'm sure, has their own thing as well. And they're and fairly new, though, so I mean, I can't think. Of yeah, yeah. Too much. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, they're just like, they're the they're new like, kids on the block. They're probably yeah, just sure. copying from some other, yeah, right, yeah, from like yeah. some exactly. other place. <laughs> but um, you know, like Weta. Um, you know, what has got their own thing. And um, sometimes they, you know, the, like from a technology standpoint, the, you know, someone will produce something really amazing. And uh, there's a SIGGRAPH, which is like a big conference that happens every year and it's for VFX and um, technology. And people will write papers and give presentations. So they'll release some details about this stuff after it's been out. Um, Disney also does, as far as I know, does a huge amount of R&D work. They have yeah. a really great policy for, um, sponsoring, like monetarily sponsoring R and D, well, driving guess, that. Yeah, I mean they're the parent company to your parent company, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but just Disney Animation, like oh, you go see stuff like Frozen, like okay. you know they develop systems for like you know improving hair and snow and right. stuff that's like really difficult to do. And so, but they'll you know they'll develop a proprietary system. But then once it's all out and the movie's out, they might release a paper talking about how they came up with the algorithms and sharing some of the knowledge out there with the world. And um. There are certain proprietary like file formats that people have shared and stuff like that. So anyway, um, but uh, no, but I mean that's just another layer to it. I mean, think about this. Like to the average person, they don't know that. Oh, none of this when you go see a film. Yeah, they don't know any of this. (laughs) And then the fact that like you're using something that you could write a paper about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is already insane. I'm not in that league, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty intense, man. We got a guy on our team that worked for. How long did June work for? He's genius, man. It's insane. Talking to him is like having my mind blown. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> um, That's how I felt on the way down here when you're explaining some of oh, the things you you're working on. Oh, you should talk to this on. guy, June. June is a maniac. I man. feel. I would feel like he's an ape written, talking to this guy. Oh, I feel like a fucking. I feel like my. I feel like a single, like a, an amoeba. <laughs> I'm like, I. Um, it's like sure. Yeah, he's like math with. I mean, he's just like a genius, and he's also a super humble, nice guy. So it's like, God damn, where do they find you? Yeah, where do they make you. Where do they grow you? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think he worked for Sega for a long time. 
okay. um, in Japan. And, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, he's a Japanese guy. And, um, you know, he's writing all these, like, algorithms for big data handling, like um, all the vertices on a mesh. And this is, like, getting Jesus. super deep into Christ. things. But, like, you know, we're talking about, like, thousands of numerical computations and how best to deal with that and how to pass that information around to somebody else that might need it. And um, that's a huge thing because not only, you know, when you talk about visual effects production, you're talking about um, just huge amounts of data, even from the files that get created. So, you know, for people who aren't familiar with animation, you know, it's like we're creating 24, you know, 24 to 30 frames per Per second, second. you know, so and that's and there's a lot that goes into that. But that's, you know, in the old days, 2D, that's that's a, a drawing. Yeah. And now it's a it's a rendering. So it's basically like we just take all the 3D stuff and turn it into something really yeah. gorgeous in 2D. Well, well actually yeah. like I mean again going back to what public <laughs> perception is. Like people just think you sit at a keyboard and press a button. It's like, "Oh, it, it animates for you." And I'm like, "Oh, it's easy." Yeah. It's, you just keep hitting like, no. 1 and 0, right? Yeah, that's how right? it works. That's yeah. all yeah. you do. Ones and zeros. Space right. and You just space tell the computer to make that blue and that, that's it, right? Yeah. No. No, not at all. I man. remember like we were talking about the class we had where just drawing a 30 second thing was a nightmare. But yeah, so you end up with a minute animations. What is that? I can't even do the math off the top of my head. It's like uh, uh, six, 24 30. times 60. Yeah, so that's, that's a lot. That's a drawings. lot. Yeah. And you fuck one up and you got to redraw it. And yeah. So even that, just one minute. Mm-hmm. And oh. we're talking about films that are now two yeah. plus hours long. Yeah. And obviously, not every yeah. single minute is animated um, or done in CG. You know. Yeah. yeah However, I would be willing to bet my nutsack that 80% of this shit has been touched by visual effects artists. Yeah. In a modern film Oh, yeah, in some way, TV. just to, at least at some point, to see, like, okay, this needs to be cleaned up, like, this here. Color graded or any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like, someone's got to touch it. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, just to, for even more, like, frame of reference, like, I remember the texture and lighting class I took, like, just, like, a still image where you had oh, to yeah. design everything and, like you know shade everything correctly like rendering that was at least overnight from what i remember oh yeah yeah, 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 j- yeah. and it's it's not even really move it's just kind of like that's it. a static image yeah and it's just like now you have to do that with Again. something moving and that last two hours yeah and you have like a r- giant room full of computers just Ch- rendering churning away at it yeah that's the render farm that's the beauty mm-hmm <laughs> so since you've been in the industry for a good lo- long while now, <laughs> yeah, are you able to like watch a movie and just enjoy it for what it is, or are you kind of like at po- one point you're like, oh wow, that 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 ship right there is pretty amazing because they would have you know they had to do this that and the other thing. Like, can you just sit through a movie and just like, enjoy it, or do you still get taken out at times where you're like, wow, look at that? No, I can, I can, and I think it helps that I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm really lucky that way. But I also, I I don't know, I just. I think also too it helps that I don't actually work on the shots that go into the film. Yeah. And another thing that I try not to do is um, when we're working on a film, like we just we did some work on Guardians of the Galaxy and it's coming out and I'm I'm super stoked to see it. But I have the option to take a look at the work that we did on it already and see our part of the film. Yeah, and see how it's coming but together. I yeah, I was looking pur- at Star Lord's death scene. And I then- <laughs> purpo- <laughs> I purposefully do not watch that stuff. So that way when I go, it's a surprise. Nice. Oh, okay. You know, and I, I do I do um I was telling Justin, I have an ability to kind of just check my head at the door. That's good. Um I mean I can it's go a good ability to I have. can go <laughs> analyze the film if I want. And if I see a film more than once, then I probably will. But the first time around, I just go and I try to enjoy it, okay. mm-hmm. you know, for what it is. And also, yeah. too, it's fun. Like, I think what's more fun for me is that, like, 
after you've been in the industry a while and you know you also too like you have friends everywhere yeah you know and you're like oh my friend worked on my friend at this studio worked on this bit and maybe they'll tell you like which shots they worked on like mm -hmm. since you're in the industry they can tell you because you're maybe sharing a shot with that studio or like oh hey i know that uh my friend was working on this piece for like four months and it was like super difficult and then you see it on the screen you're like god damn you fucking knocked that yeah. out of the park you know it's really great and you go back to work and you can tell you know you tell him like man you fucking killed it it was super worth it like see that makes michael bay movies that much more heartbreaking <laughs> to me because there there's some good looking shots in those movies there's some great stuff in those movies but I mean, then he watched it as a whole yeah visually, yeah visually he's we don't have a problem with the way he shoots stuff like he he's engaging every time yeah mm -hmm. like the bayham that that term has been, been made of like he knows how to shoot stuff yeah, I don't appreciate him for storytelling. I don't appreciate him for kind of the concept and designs he goes with, but they're done. They're done well, even if I don't like them. Yeah, there, there's there's an undeniably a high degree of polish in his films. Oh yeah. it's unreal. You know, yeah. like everything is. That, that's kind of thing that makes me mad. Like, cause it's just like, hey, we brought our A game, buddy. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be. You know, it's always. I, yeah, and that's a hard thing as an artist. Like you, you know, like you give them, you give somebody. Any any art that you do, you, mm -hmm. you know, that's gonna get used and not not like gallery art, like hung on a wall and just appreciated for what it is. If your art is gonna get used in some other fashion, um, and you're producing just a, a part of it, it can be frustrating. I think at times for people to, um, you see, like, man, really, they went with that, yeah. <laughs> um, and or they or or something like you you spend all this time on these films, so it's an immense amount of time and an immense amount of man hours. Um, and people, like I said, they they bring their A game and they bring their dedication and their their heart to it. And um, I can only imagine that how frustrating it would be it is, you know, for you know like a film to either flop or for some jackass director or producer to make some fucking jackass decision, you know, and basically just shit on all the stuff you did yeah you know or just use it in a way that you really didn't want and i mean at the end of the day you know as an artist you are providing a service to your company and so they can kind of do whatever the fuck they want with your stuff when, when so you, you kind of got to oh, detach from it but yeah. yeah when you guys get the scene like do you how much of the movie do you guys know you know what i mean like do you get like a script or like do you get you like, know that's a good question i don't actually know i know we get so the way it works is like we would bid on um like a serious set of shots yeah and then if we get awarded those shots or sequences then we start working on them and they might be it might be like one big um like a bat like a fight scene or something uh like an ant-man there's this big set piece that happens at the airport right and um hopefully i'm not spoiling for anybody but that's like a whole sequence that one company probably worked on mm -hmm. so that was their sequence in ant-man oh yeah. civil war so I would no. say Civil War. Was had it Civil the War? Yeah, yeah that, that had the airport scene with Ant Man in it. Yeah. Okay, that's the one. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, I'm losing my points here. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah. So in Civil no, War, it, yeah. as, as you see it, you just see that that the clip that was animated. You're yeah. Not even so like, that's, like that's and Ant Man that, too. Yeah. And that was like yeah. the, that was like the 45th clip you've done for that company. You're like, it's got Ant Man in it. Let's yeah. fine. Just it keep going. Can. It all kind of yeah. It's like um. So yeah. So but it also my point was that you might not. So it might be a full sequence like that, but you might work on like a piece of something where like, I don't know, some guy's running by something and then you might work on a sequence in a shot much later in the film. Yeah. And then also things happen out of order too. Like the shot that your company is working on first might be like the end of the film, but then you might work on another shot that's like two minutes in, you know? Yeah. So it's all out of order, um, which is fine because it just, it, it is it is what happens what happens. But um, yeah, it's a little confusing, I guess. 
Well, it's going to be that's the thing, too, is like, <laughs> I think that one of the things you were about getting towards, Justin, was like, say, a movie like Sucker Punch that has like an amazing amount of VFX. Yeah. And yeah. like, there's some beautiful scenes in there. Mm-hmm. But like, when you get back to it, like, oh, yeah. It's because it's the 13th episode. That, yeah. That's it <laughs> it's the cursed yeah. episode. So like when they like when the, the you guys probably like okay so we we animate a samurai here and we do like you know this is a giant mech thing yeah and then you go see the movie it's like wait those girls are just getting and they're just faking oh my god what is going on in this movie what did I what was I part <laughs> yeah, of yeah yeah and like you've got to imagine like that you guys are just yeah dude I I I made that samurai he looks cool and that the, this this war scene's great but everything that happens in between is heartbreaking yeah and like I, my name's on that movie now but in general in general like when you when we when you work on a shot you'll see all the elements of that shot um, either if it's if you're working on a very specific piece of it yeah um, <clears throat> look let's say you get a live action thing or some motion capture and you they like okay we need you to add like some plasma effects or something to this you'll see like you'll get at least a still image of the environment. And so people can l- match the lighting and the time of day, um, you know, whether it's raining, you know, like the atmospheric effects, you'll- That's you'll, another thing I would think about. Yeah, weather. Yeah. You have to match the weather. So, yeah. so typically you'll get enough information that w- the artist can really work to the scene and the shot and what's going on. And oftentimes we'll get sent um, a little bit some some clips a little bit before and a little bit after the sequence that you're working on. So there's okay. some context. Okay. okay, that's good. So you can see, and it might be it might be it might be um, some renders from another vendor that's working on the shot before yours. Mm-hmm. Like let's right. say let's say Luma's working on the shot before the one that Meth is working on, and then um, maybe ILM's working on the one right after ours. So we'll get <clears throat> we'll get you know a little bit of Luma's shot maybe all of it i don't know is it just animatics at that point yeah or? it's something kind of rough okay. uh, depending on like how far along it is right um, cuz they're probably everyone's probably working polish. at the same time yeah. Using, yeah and also depends on like how depending on what task uh, what task you're working on within the production pipeline overall some things don't need as high a degree of finish as other things yeah. like okay. when it comes to lighting and match moving digital elements with um, physical real world filmed elements you need a real high degree of precision and and finish to tell like okay is this building that we're putting in here looking like it's matching the helicopter shot that we got from from set yeah you know so you need you need a lot more detail than something like animation might just an animator might just need to see like i don't know you know little like cubes to represent trees if the guys <laughs> run through a forest so that mm-hmm. they don't need all the detail because it would slow their scene down pretty bad yeah so um yeah because things move things move through the production pipeline in a very kind of regimented manner and so part of my job my job title is a p- rigging pipeline td and so what that means is i'm a, a tool i write tools that help the rigging artists get their job done but i'm also um like a pipeline software person so pipeline just essentially means like how all the data that you that you use to make the film moves through the studio. And by that, I mean moves through the, basically the computer and the network that you're using to produce all this work. And things happen in, in an order. Like, um, you know, obviously in the film, like the idea gets made and then they drop the storyboards and the animatics and then they build the models. And then at that point, when it's um, ready to go to 3D, then the, those physical models, if they've been built, get sent to a, an effects house and they make the 3D sculptures and then 
rigging puts all the puppetry in them and then we pass it down to animation and then animation does their thing and the texture painters and the lighters make it look super sweet (laughs) (laughs) and that was 20 seconds of the movie (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so so we've gone pretty deep into like the business side of it yeah on your side have you ever have is there like a couple movies you can be like oh you know what i love this scene like that was a great like uh like you can see that that you saw as an animator like oh they did an amazing job in there i love that or anything that I mean, you probably don't want to say like negative about anything, but there's mostly ones that you're like. They're no, really going to sti- talk shit on all of them. No, all our films. Everything, them no. everything we make is horrible. <laughs> no, um, I yeah, there are definite moments where I've I've you know even within a shitty movie, I've been impressed by certain you know like performances or anything or, you can or think of like any specific off movie? the top of my head. Um, I can't at the moment. At the okay. moment, Tommy was so in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the candlestick. Um, <laughs> Give me a second. Um, there's got to be something. I've watched so many of these fucking movies. It's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Well, it's funny, too. Like, I would imagine, like, expectations change over time. Because, like, when we saw, like, Reboot or Beast Wars as a kid, like, 3D animation is the future. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you look at it now, and you're just like, those what? look like play blasts. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, play blasts are just, like, a really shitty, rough yeah. thing for an animator getting idea yeah. of movement. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, so for me, like, my own personal tastes run more toward, like, simplicity and and understated things and so for me it's more um like in an like for instance in an animated film when you see like a nice like a really well shot scene between two characters and this can happen in you know pixar is obviously like pretty fucking king at doing this but like getting like just a nuance of like a conversation like something like like doing something animation that you might find in a hitchcock film like that to me is really fucking impressive because you have to get all the nuances down so there was um there was, uh, what were they working on? Um, I guess it was at the end of Avengers 2. Age of Ultron? Yeah, it was Age of Ultron. They teased, they teased a, a little clip of Thanos, right? Yes. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. uh, at the end of that one, he's like, well, if you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. That. Yeah. And they yeah. zoom in on his face, right? And yeah. He's sitting in this mm-hmm. throne. So I have a friend, Alon, right? And he um, worked at Luma, and I was working there at the time. And they had that shot. And a lot of that was, um, it was based off of a facial motion capture system. And this never made it into the film, and I'm like pretty fucking upset that it didn't make it into the final thing that everyone saw in theaters. So Alon was really unhappy with how the motion capture looked. And they, they massaged it, and they made it look really good. No, yeah, it's, it's um, oh, great. But before you go for it, that's another thing. Like motion capture, everyone thinks, like, oh, you got the animation done right oh, there. Oh, God, no, no way. No, that's not how it works. Oh, God. I mean, you get, you get, Raw data, you get like 80% of the way there, yeah. but you have a lot of data to fight yeah. with. Yeah. And anyway. And that's only, that's only for like the internal rigging and skeleton. That's not, even, that's not for the stuff you put on top of that, mm-hmm. the text. Like, that's, there's still so much more. Like, oh, you, yeah. you just have the movement down somewhat because there's still a matter of like having you know things like won't like if you ha- if he has armor on like it won't it'll constrict his movement here and like mm-hmm. all that yeah. stuff that doesn't and even the armor itself has to shift, shift and yeah do uh-huh. all the things armor should do and then yeah, exactly. the hair and the clothing anyway yeah. yeah back to what your friends shot like oh so Thanos, yeah. so yeah so alan was unhappy with how um it turned out and he was like the the person who was like the lead on tweaking this face so he worked a lot with this guy paul milotovich to to get the facial capture technology really into a sweet spot and create a system for um paul was helping to create a system that was make it easier for the animators to manage all that facial motion capture data um and then so alan would animate on top of the the motion capture um data for the face right and this is not not uncommon right yeah um 
so but there are, you know, obviously because it's digital and because the technology is where it is, there are certain limitations. And this is a pretty high end, very good quality capture that we that they got to start with. So the source data was pretty good. Um, I saw the clip that Alon animated by hand. Wow. Um, after the sh- after the show was over, um, they had they had delivered the little teaser bit right mm-hmm. to Marvel, and about a week later, I was walking by Alon's desk. And I saw the the same clip um, that, and I was like, that looks way, way, way different and way better. And I, he he had gone to get some lunch. I seriously, this thing is a short clip. Alon's never going to leave his computer on again, by the way. No, (laughs) I was like, I stood and I watched this thing over. It was on repeat. He just had it like on a loop. Yeah, I watched it for a good ten minutes. I mean, it was like. The, the nuances in the face and, and like the, the, the inflections and like the cheeks and the eyebrows, like the flaring of the nostrils. And it just looks so fucking real. And that was, and it was just the way he's talking. And he had the source, <coughs> excuse me, the original motion capture data of Josh Brolin just right beside it. So he had the video and he mm-hmm. had his hand animated thing. And my God, it was, it was stellar. I mean, it was really incredible. Yeah. And, um and then he also, when he got back to his desk, I was like, "Can I see the the thing that you ended up that we ended up sending to Marvel next to this?" And he put it up, and it was like, uh, it was like total dog shit compared to the thing that he did by wow. hand. No, with no motion capture. That's insane. Was that now? But just because Alon is he's just that talented and that dedicated to to his craft, and just that, he was paying that much attention. And Justin can attest, like animation, it's really hard to get. You can get the movement pretty easily because yeah. the computer makes it easier for you to move, makes it easier for you to move things in a very general, simplified way. Yeah. But to yeah, get you, those, like you can grab a foot and put it <coughs> where you want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but to yeah. do it in a certain way, takes like a real acting talent and a real kind of like. Um, it's an aptitude. A, yeah, it's an aptitude, and it's a real sensitivity for like human emotion and and what's going on on screen, and really bringing that bringing that that fake thing mm-hmm. in the computer to life, and so that's. <laughs> I mean, they're essentially catch, capturing a performance. You are. I yeah, mean, like an animator is a job. performer. Yeah. The animator is a performer, and the animation's only going to be as good as the performer driving it. You know what I mean? So. Now, uh, stating that you were nowhere in the room when whatever decisions were made, do you think that they didn't use that one due to time, or do you think it was simply it maybe someone time. else's call? Because it's like, did did he already ha- was the one we saw essentially ready, but ready when they were ready to go to press. Essentially. I don't know. It had to be Unfortunately, time. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it was time because, yeah. um, you know, I think I'm not entirely certain, but I, I, I think that sometimes those little teaser things that they throw in are not an afterthought, but they're like, they're done later. Yeah. They're done yeah. later. It's like the well, bulk of the work for the film is done. And then like, Oh, you know, we yeah. Should, yeah. Well, the well, first cut of the first movie didn't have the after credit scene where they're getting like shawarma. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that yeah. wasn't there originally. The reason why, yeah. um, uh, Chris, Chris Evans is sitting with his hand yeah, in front of his beard. mouth. is because he had a beard from another, uh, movie he was doing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was filming a yeah. snow piercer. I think. Yeah. So yeah. he had oh, to keep it. He, he had to keep yeah. his hand up to hide that. But that's, see, that's the thing is like, that's another thing where people don't understand like DLC. They're like, Oh, you know, they, why didn't they just put this in with the game? It's like, no, like the game was finished here. The DLC was worked on it from thereafter. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Those people were still being employed. They were still making, they, they're still needed to, to create additional content. Cause that's what our, the new standard is. That's what the new standard is with, you know, stingers or whatever you want to call them. Any, post-credit yeah, scenes. Any game. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's like there's and it's like between the time where stuff goes to press, like when you're like, okay, this is done and wrapped, to the point where you receive it as a consumer, mm-hmm. there's still so much time that people are still working on stuff. Yeah, there's there. months. Like, yeah. that's why you get those patches day one. You have yeah. to have that stuff. Yeah, and there's like a there's like the there's like the the re- release ready. Yeah, we can get mm-hmm. this out, and there's like you know what we have this list of things we need to like really, like we want to get to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. as soon as we can, but it's not critical. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing too, especially <laughs> when you have some creative types. Like hypothetically, I may have known someone who works on the um, <laughs> S- South Park video game, the <laughs> Stick of Truth. Yeah. And like hypothetically, these guys kept coming back. Like every t- time they had another appointment, oh, we thought of new stuff to put in the game. Like, no, you can't oh, keep doing that. No. Yeah. Like, like we're supposed to have this done in a month, and we've been working on it for five years. That's how deadlines get pushed. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, but we have these great new ideas. <coughs> that's great. Make a second game. We've got to. Finish this one. Yeah. Like, because otherwise you just never put the product out. You know, it never yeah. makes any money. And then everyone fucking goes home and, yeah, broke. no, yeah. no projects ever, ever off. done. You yeah. just got, it's just, you have to walk away from it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what the, like, the, the yeah. shawarma scene was one of those where they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? Let's pay off that joke that we had there. Mm-hmm. Let's get everybody back in and do this. And um, it, they probably shot that in a day, but yeah. still, like, that's how much time. And he thought, like, oh, you know, they have to get the costume and the yeah, lighting guys. Yeah, the costume and the lighting guys. Yeah, hire the, the set back. Set design. You, yeah. know, you have to build that set. Yeah. You have to, yeah. Like, I mean, they sure they can. No, it's not, it's nothing new. It's just the, system but yeah you got to get it all, you got to get it all together i mean even it, like you're talking about the dlc with games and it's like i just don't understand like because i'm kind of more of a gamer than a film guy yeah um, i mean i like films but i would say like in terms of like i'm more of a gamer than a vfx film guy because mm-hmm. i'm like a diehard film what got you into gaming person nintendo's man i'm because yeah. i'm old you know, <laughs> like mario brothers and shit like that like the old shit i even still i like still i have like an nes emulator on my computer at home and i play zelda all the time <laughs> yeah. Zelda was like my jam you I mean like, an nes classic not NES an NES classic not an emulator totally legal no, no uh, roms <laughs> are legal because they are backups for the games you already own oh yeah, okay. yeah. right because paul owns the entire I, own, I fucking owned all of them yeah exactly roms are legal because they're backups that's why you know uh, in New York, they have like a Nintendo museum. Oh, it's fucking so, awesome in Times Square. Why don't Square. we have that? <laughs> it's well, it's kind of it's it's probably like I don't know, like half again as big as this room. It's really tiny, oh, but it's still awesome. You go in there and you're like, damn, I feel old because I'm as old as all this shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what game got you in first? Was it Mario Brothers? Or it was it? Mario Brothers. Yeah. Actually, the game that I would I would or Super fake, Mario Brothers. Listen, the game I would fake being sick to stay home and play was fucking Mega Man. Yeah, <laughs> and to this day, I still get so angry because the game is—it's hard. Yeah, it's really no like the uh, first it's few insanely are, hard. Yeah, yeah. the first like three of them were really difficult. Yeah, I love them. I can't. I and I, I don't even know if I have a favorite. They're so yeah. good. And the thing is, too, back then you only had what could be laughingly called like the kid internet of like your three friends at, at school who may have played it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no online like oh well which boss do who do I fight first? Like yeah. do I go up against you know Fireman or do I go up against Cutsman? Because I yeah. have to get one of their powers to defeat the other. Like because it's just you know after you beat the first the right one, then you can go through all the rest. And of it makes a little all the other easier. ones easy. Yeah, and yeah. it's like. But we didn't have that. Like, fuck that, no. You had to wait till your friend like died four hundred times to figure out. Like, oh, you know what? If you like get the wood thing, you can beat the the, the bubble right. Dude yeah, or the buzz uh, basically beats everybody. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and then you're like, why did I do that one? Yeah, last. Well, that's the thing fuck. about like the new Zelda looks amazing and stuff like that. But there was a really good like uh, comic book that was coming out that was like saying, oh, we love the original Zelda, and they they point all these things out that I thought was a really good point is that like the newer Zeldas you see like, oh, you know to go bomb that wall because there's a crack in it. Yeah, so, yeah. you know to. Whereas with the original <laughs> Zelda. 
you just you would go to a wall and like you wouldn't know. There's no nothing to differentiate. There's no indicator. Yeah. yeah. You just you may have just happened onto it. Like you just blow up every single wall you see. It's just it's crazy. That's sort of what I did when I played Zelda. Yeah. Like just buy as many bombs as I can and just put them everywhere. Yeah. And you, like and the, the Unibomber. Right. And the first <laughs> one was completely like you can go to any dungeon you want. Well, the, you know of the in any order in any order of the ones you can access. And but good like, luck. Yeah, but you're supposed yeah. to go to one specifically and just. Yeah. How kids did that before, you know, the internet and or later on, at least we had <laughs> Nintendo Power. Yeah. Like eventually Nintendo Power came out. But oh, when yeah, I first started gaming. Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before it's, go- it, it's <coughs> gone now, right? Is it yeah, really? Yeah, oh, I think so. it's over. Damn. Shame. I know. I, I wish I still had a, a ma- I used to subscribe to it. Same Imagine here. if we had kept Same. them, we'd be fucking rich, man. Yeah. <laughs> there Maybe. I mean there's there's a moderate a secondary market for that. Like the, some pe- some issues will go for like fifty dollars a piece if they're if they're in good oh, condition. But I bet if you found in Nintendo Power that like Offered up like the first Zelda hints, you it'd be, it'd be mint, <laughs> yeah. especially if it was in like a condition. You'd be like, you'd be sad. See, now I'm gonna check my closet when I get home. Dude, you I know, should. I know, I know, I have all those old magazines lying around. This is like my granddad had a Babe Ruth baseball card from when he played uh, for the Orioles in Baltimore, oh. very briefly. Well, oh, wow. and of course, I was like, I oh, don't fuck whatever. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Let me put in my spokes, in my bike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And exactly. Like that. that co- I was watching some episode of like Antiques Roadshow. Wow, we just went off the deep end. Antiques Roadshow, <laughs> like a couple years ago, and some dude had a Babe Ruth baseball card, and that fucking thing was worth like a million dollars. And the dude had, of course, he knew it. He had it framed, and like the guy was like, "This is a rare thing, and it's signed, and it's from like his amateur league or some oh shit like God. that." Anyway, I'm probably getting all the details wrong, but it was obscene. No. Yeah, and I was like. Watching this in horror. Like I would have been dead free. What the? I was like, my mom had a Babe Ruth baseball card when he played for the Orioles. Oh. And he played for the Orioles for like a year. Yeah. In his whole career. Oh my Do you God. have any idea what happened to it? Like even in your no head? No fucking clue. Like was, just... I have a shit memory. And I smoked a bunch of pot in college and like I don't remember <laughs> anything anymore. Between like the pot and like playing soccer my whole life, I got like two brain cells left. Were you still doing that like in... At oh, academy? academy? Hell no. No way. Because there I would have understood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been drinking more at that place. God <laughs> damn. That was a fucking travesty. Oh, uh, but yeah. <laughs> all the all the oh, fucking sleep lost, all the You know the thing is like I I just refuse to do those late nights. I'm just too stubborn. I'm like, man, fuck this. I'm thirty. I don't need to watch <laughs> <laughs> I, I played the game in, in undergrad. I don't right. do this again, you know. You were smart about it. I was. Not I don't too. know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could have progressed further or quicker in my career. Well, you're working on Marvel movies. I think yeah, you're doing, I'm doing okay. Right. I'm working. You know, you're doing me- all right. <laughs> me- Luma was really is a really great place to work, and Method's a great place to work. I have fantastic people. The companies are great names, and yeah. they're doing big stuff. And I really can't complain. I've been really lucky, and I think also too the other thing, if anyone who's listening is get about to get in this industry, um, run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Save your sanity. Open up yeah. an ice cream. Oh truck. no, we were, we were just talking about going when, to porn. When, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when we were talking about like when DreamWorks like lay yeah. up all those people, it's like, oh, good luck if you just graduated. You're, that's who you're competing like, against. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> people man. at DreamWorks like, who had been there for like a decade. Yeah, yeah. And are like wizards. You know, yeah. going there and you're like, I mean, like, I consider myself fairly competent, but like compared to the guys I work with, I'm like an idiot. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay and i'm like in charge Wait, of, so was it i'm always, in charge of a code base yeah. they're like letting me run all their code i'm like oh what, was it always, <laughs> was it <laughs> was it always film you wanted to go into or did you ever try games to like what oh i um you know the th- yeah i felt so guilty about being a gamer for so long because i'm just like i don't know maybe my parents like guilty i don't know why mm-hmm. that i never considered going into games but i so my my path through life has been fine art and then i really wanted to do film and i got into film basically because of a, a, a co-worker of mine a good friend of mine um mm-hmm. 
was a really big film guy and we would just talk for hours about film we'd get drunk and talk about films and um just like really interesting stuff and there's a oh you should uh, hang out with us more often there's a yeah yeah, right (laughs) (laughs) start making films again yeah um there's a czech filmmaker named jan smuckmeyer and he makes really interesting um live action and stop motion animation films Mm -hmm. um and they're very like a lot of his earlier was super political um and they're just super fascinating and I really wanted to get into that. And that's how kind of I started with film. Then I realized, like, I am way too fucking poor and I don't have <laughs> enough room, physical space in my life to actually make a movie because it's expensive and you need things. Yeah. Like, so then I discovered and... I discovered computers and I was like, well, okay, cool. So it all lives inside the computer. When you turn the computer off, the computer only takes up X amount of space. Mm-hmm. And computers can be fairly affordable if you don't go insane. Which um, unfortunately I had to do <coughs> I had to do that in college just so yeah. I could have something that would match the computers in the lab. Yeah. Oh, but to my credit, like that computer still works. I still use it. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Six it years works later. Great. I think yeah. I've had to replace a couple of parts, but it was like way cheaper than I've had to replace the power source and that was it. I had to replace my my yeah. my graphics card, which was was okay. hurting me physically. Um, and just a quick note, um, We've been having a little technical difficulties, so if the episode seems a little choppy, if choppy, like that's why I don't yeah. know what's going on. It has with our nothing today. to do with me. It's a thir- it's the thirteenth <laughs> episode, so oh, take it as uh, it is. Oh, okay. At least it's not Friday, right? Like, yeah, right. Wow. It's, it's a day. It's Thursday the thirteenth. Yeah. Getting so. close. Although if we yeah. talk long enough, it might turn into Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I so I started doing the film stuff, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, and I. Uh, dabbled in some 2D animation and then because mm-hmm. um, it was all about like oh, I'll make art, you know turn my art into moving films and combine this stuff and I really I still really would like to do that um, but you know it's just time and money and space and stuff but then yeah and I, all I, the coordinating that has yeah, to go into a, mo- yeah, all that a movie stuff yeah. and it's just like now that I know it goes into I'm like oh, do I really want to do <laughs> that much work on my free time <laughs> yeah because I could just go sit at the beach and read a book and get all leather like a giant scrotum you know like whatever (laughs) um so yeah so then i discovered also too like oh shit there goes my 20s and now i'm in my 30s and like it'd be nice to not be freelancing the rest of my life and yeah so i thought that like you know not not knowing a whole lot about visual effects which is (laughs) to my detriment um in some ways um I, I saw like there's an industry set up around this thing and there's a whole film industry not realizing that it was migrating to Canada while we were in school. <laughs> and um, which, so again, I'm like doubly lucky this way. Yeah. Like um, having gotten out of school and fallen on a piece of good luck and then had some recommendation from some friends. It's been really, really a lot of luck. You um, are selling yourself a little short because I remember in school, like ev- you were on everyone's good side and <laughs> you were like one of the students that every teacher liked. Like well, they loved you there. Like, I'm a kiss ass. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to, he's, other kids like you were coming in drunk and just like hung over. So, I mean, you know, it's all just a matter of perspective. Yeah, I'm right matter. here, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I've heard the stories, okay? <laughs> it's easy to it's easy to rise above you fucking slovenly drunkards. I know. Um, <laughs> all I had to do was show up with my clothes on, and yeah. I was already, like, ahead of the curve. It's you like, know? sweet. Got I think this. it also helped that I was, like, the same age as all the teachers, you know what I mean? So they're, oh. like, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's, like, my age. Which is really confusing when you're, like, 30-something, and you're 35, and you start in the you, industry, and you're like, I have one-year experience. Like, why are, you, why are you older than everybody in here? You know, the, oh. that's what was confusing with um, one of our, I think the rig class we took together because that was also there's some undergrad students in it too yes so that yeah there was so both of us were like older at that point and i felt dude that yeah that shit made me feel so old yeah 
They're like, I don't know. I was up till four in the morning, snorting crack out of my, crack out of like, my boyfriend's asshole. Like, oh, I'm like, God. I can't even stay up till two anymore. It's like, like how do you do that? Do you crack? Like, yeah, yeah doing like, crack. Oh, well, I guess maybe go. that's it. Maybe I need I was, more crack in my life. <laughs> got it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I remember that class. See where I went wrong. Both of us. Look, we had known each other already at that point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like feeling old as well. And I'm like, crap. And I also remember thinking like, crap, they're getting this faster than I am. And I'm oh, like, dude, they're going to be, they're going to be far. By the time they're our age, they'll be like well beyond. Yeah. Because the guy who's my, the guy who's my supervisor, right? Like mm-hmm. it's freaky. He's like a year and a half older than me. Mm-hmm. He's my supervisor. Like if I had started doing this in undergrad, mm-hmm. I would probably be just like retired at this point. Yeah. Like I'd probably be so sick of this. I'd be just like, I'm going to be a carpenter and like, <laughs> or become Amish and build barns or something. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> I've worked enough with my mind. Now my hands will feel my, you know. Yeah. I got to say though, that does like something, something it really, it really is. Like it's very satisfying to like do something physical after working on the computer. Like, you know, yeah. exercise. Like if you're like a meathead like me, you go, you know, you go lift or like, build something in your house or just like fix your they like oh. fix your toilet or do something you well, feel like i'm a man again i'm not a slave to this fucking technology well, that is something i've always wondered like since you spend so much time in front of the computer like is it uh, do you spend a lot of time kind of balancing that out in your free time no fuck i mean in the, in the few hours of free time you get i would <laughs> like to say yes but in reality uh, some weekends yes some weekends no mm-hmm. i still like because i'll get like nerd out on something and i'll be like uh, okay. oh maybe i'll game right now and then, or I'll like do some dumb shit. Like I'm gonna start coding this project for myself, <laughs> like I did a couple weeks ago. And then Sunday happens, I'm like, that's, oh shit, that's I gotta, gotta go groceries. Be... And I've just spent the entire weekend coding, and then I'm gonna go back to coding on Monday. I'm like, there must be something wrong with me. That's like ultimate nerd cred. Like you have I a weekend. Guess. I don't no, know, but that, no, that's a badge of honor. Be proud of that, Paul. <laughs> it's like I got a free weekend. I'm gonna code. Yeah, I just don't know if it's healthy, you know what I mean? Like, right. I do that all, that's my job. I come in and I sit and I'm like, I'm going to type, I'm going to type, I'm going to fix everything. <laughs> and then I go home and I'm like, oh, why am I still typing? Oh, God. I'm not, even like, I'm not even like writing emails or like a cool blog or anything. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, X equals four, X times two equals eight. <laughs> For everything in X, do this thing. But like, that started in school too, because you were the, I mean, I remember people learning Python at the time was yeah. like a big deal. I remember you jumped on that like pretty quickly. I did because the thing is, I saw that like. Also, too, it helped that the rigging classes weren't all that great, and the coding teachers were really good. Oh, okay, I had. I had two really good coding teachers, um, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they were they were really inspiring for it. And um, yeah, coding I, like I had taught myself some coding um, prior, and now it's funny because you can like teach yourself coding. Like, there's all sorts of online stuff you can learn. And I even s- I saw even one of the me, books you I'm had. Still was... doing like oh yeah, I have tons of books. Yeah, too. I was just like, what the fuck? The is cool that? thing is, you go on Amazon, you buy all these books, and they're like, hey, it looks like you're a student. Do you want a student discount on the books? I'm like, of course I'm a student. <laughs> lies, of life, lies, <laughs> of life. But they don't care. It's Amazon. So you get a, like I I've bought all these like like two thousand page books on Python and shit for like half price. So it's, like, <laughs> it's used and it's textbook, so it's on sale. I'm like. Give me, give, give me the discount. Exactly. I'm like, just give it to me for free. That's you know, crazy you want that to. there are two thousand page books on Python. I have. Well, I guess that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Jesus. I mean, you can find the large books that go on and on about anything, really. But um, yeah. I also like bought like, oh, I got the starter one. I got the intermediate version. I got the advanced <laughs> one. And now I'm just like, what's next? <laughs> they have all this stuff, cool stuff like Code Academy and like mm-hmm. um, some of my friends. <laughs> we have we have a friend, Winnie. Oh, I went oh, to yeah. work as a rigger at a studio in Ireland, 
And uh, I think she's doing fantastically. I think she's still living um, out there. Yeah, right? she is. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's got a, a really s- nice Irish uh, fiance, I think, at this point. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, and she's cool. been at that studio for, I guess, four years now. And she's like a lead rigger and all that stuff. Wow. And so, um, but she took this job and she didn't really know how to code. And so, like, rigging is very um, technical. And so knowing how to code is like a big deal. Yeah. Like it's very desirable. Like you can't really get a rigging job in any substantial studio if you don't know how to code. To to simplify it, it's like if you took a marionette, rigging would be putting the strings in the right place to control it properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't really explain that. It's basically making the digital puppetry that makes static models animatable. Right. So that's really all we do. But it's basically Mm -hmm. just like defining what a skeleton looks like and muscles and skin and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So... But it's a lot of math and it's a lot. It's, it's a lot it's of coding. Really, that's where I think I struggled the most. Like that was the toughest yeah. like course for me. For well, me, it's least. it's a tough yeah. it's yeah. a tough discipline. Like even for me, like actual, I do very little rigging these days because mm-hmm. um, I'm mainly focusing on the code, the code and software stuff. I'm I'm moving more towards soft, proper software engineering type things. Um, so yeah, but it's a lot of like matrix math and vector math, and I'm, oh my God. dude, I I haven't done math since high school, and you know I'm about to be forty, so it's been a while. You when know. you said the phrase vector math, I like winced. Right. I was like, you oh. say that you, I can physically feel people's assholes tightening. You know, like, they're <laughs> like, it's like, oh god, no math. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <But> <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. But yeah, so that's rigging, and it is the most technical job, and I think it's an interesting position for me to be in because it's interesting. I don't know how, how it's like this at many other studios, but our studio, like, and I'm assuming it's like this most places, when things break down, they go right to the rigging team. Oh. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's like a rigging topic. It's like you know no, the models fucked up. Let's talk to rigging. It's like why? Like no, that's what I would hey, play. Music too. doesn't match up. Yeah. Go talk to rigging. Yeah, exactly, yeah. dude. So we're like, we're like, I would get mad too. I'm like, oh, the Morpheus rig fucked up. What, what happened? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, there's something with rig. I don't know. Yeah, rig, rig something. Yeah. Joints math. Yeah, it's not my Green, animation. Purple. Take yeah. it to somebody else. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's like, um, so we end up doing a lot, which is interesting because we, um, I, like I said, I don't know if it's like it's other studios, but we end up doing, at least our studio, like our, the rigging department does, we carry quite a bit of weight, um, which is cool, but it's also at the same time, it's stressful because <laughs> we, yeah. when shit breaks, it's like you guys are on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because people are just, I guess it's good because people have a reputation, like we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, which is, uh, for your ego, it's great, but sometimes the reality of it's like, God damn, do I really want to be here another 10 yeah, hours yeah. fixing some shit that's like not really my responsibility? <laughs> I, I want to get your opinion on this. I don't know if you've seen the um, some of the animations in the new Mass Effect game. I have not. I, I need to because I'm a huge Mass Effect. I, I was on Justin. I'm a fucking sci-fi game geek. Like Halo, Mass Effect, they're just my jam. Like, yeah. I love them. Um, I haven't. Everyone's been saying that they're terrible. And I want. I've so I saw a clip. And the guy looked like he had a stroke. That's what it looks like. Like he's trying to talk and he's like, ah, like his face is like not moving. It's just I, like. I'm in the middle of playing it now and uh, I'm still early in the game, but it, it's hard to get past it. Oh. Yeah, just because I'm like, what's going on here? Even some of the regular gameplay, it get, it'll get jacked up a little no. bit. No. Yeah. Really? Oh, God. That's well, that very strange to look at. That was something like someone had mentioned about the new. Assassin's Creed Remastered. Uh-huh. Same like, thing? Like, the remastered version looked worse than the original. <laughs> it's like... I saw this. The original is, like, you know, how many years old? And the new one, like, it, it's like... You think that the, the things would improve, but it actually got nope. worse in a couple of the models. And I'm just like, so they just, like, kind of, like, did they not finish it? Like, what happened there? Yeah. Was it the I, rigging department? Like, what'd you, what, what'd <laughs> you do, the Paul? Department. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Rigging. It, was, it might have just been some bad motion capture. You know, we'll blame it on the motion <laughs> capture people. That's another thing. We, you get good at, like, passing the blame. Like, ah, it was probably the motion capture people. <laughs> they fucked up, not me. <laughs> 
It's totally HR. Like, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. I played um, like an idiot. I only have my computer. I don't have like a game console because I'm a cheap bastard. Um, but I cheap played. Cheap bastard. It's way more expensive <laughs> to be a PC gamer. I guess. I don't know. No, don't but know. he's not upgrading his system either. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. you can say oh, that's true. Uh, I'm just I'm just operating off of whatever okay, Steam yeah, yeah. has. I'm playing like I'm probably like ten years behind on games. Same. I played a uh, was it that movie The Order 1894 or whatever that thing. Uh, is? Ready Dawn made that. Yeah, I so work below them. That game is fucking beautiful, <laughs> but the story is painful to fucking play. <laughs> That's I, what I've heard. I really? house that for a friend of mine that already had it. I'm like, hey, can I play this? He's like, we haven't tried it yet. I played for like three straight hours. I feel like I got nowhere, but it was beautiful. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather just watch somebody play this because fuck, it's it's gorgeous. But that's an industry on YouTube now. It's you can arduous. <laughs> talking about let's plays or like the game movies because that's there's either, like watching either, either yeah. or. Yeah. I never I never got a chance to play uh, The Last of Us. Okay. Which looks amazing. Oh, I know you. I know. I know. I know. I'm yeah. behind on games, but even I, I would made time buy for that one. a PS. Was a PS3. We're on a four is now. It, is that one on four? Yeah, they have a remastered version for four. So yeah. I would buy a PS4 just to play that fucking game because it looked. It was so totally I worth spent. It. So I came home from work one night and I was like, I'm juiced. I can't do anything else. My mind is just gone. And I started watching all the cutscenes, not realizing that it's like three hours of cutscenes, right? This took yeah. me like two weeks to watch all of them, but it was so <laughs> satisfying. I was like, I got to the end of it, and I was like, damn, that was great. I might cry. I that like, actually has a tear in my eye. That game actually has DLC I was actually very happy to purchase. I will tell I will tell my friend Elaine, she works for Naughty Dog. Yeah. She's like, she's like amp she's like i want to fucking stay here so i can work through the whole production on the next the last you know the next uh the last of us game oh that's right they did release a trailer a few months ago yeah, yeah. which yeah. looked oh, god oh my damn. god it's scary man how, how i remember like uh i'm trying to remember what the first like heavy cg movie i saw it was probably tron and even the original that, yeah, yeah even that i don't know if that was cg it might have just been matte painted on I, well, both. They I mean, had both. Yeah, because the, the original that was Tron like, had to have some computer. That was like because you had you had fucking uh, edge master computer. The the racer game, remember? Oh, and those little like weird those Lego looking things. Or yeah, yeah, I don't know what they're. I was thinking it. more of the master program, like that. That fa- I guess yeah, it's oh, more yeah, animated, yeah. but I mean, was uh, they had a, they had a little bit of everything yeah. in that movie. Yeah. 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 But that was like the first. That was like that was like cutting edge CG for me as a child, <laughs> and now it's like. <laughs> it looks like trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and I watched uh, in preparation for like that new Ghost of the Shell movie. Ooh. I watched the old one. I watched the original animation. The animation one. Yeah. And I was like, I can't even watch this. It's so bad. <laughs> like the it, it was oh, the the animated the yeah, original one. Yeah. The, okay. the, the original animated feature. I was like, oh, this is. I mean, it's good, but I was like, whoa. You could. It's like it's surprisingly primitive. Yeah. It's yeah. Really dated. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn it, I kind of wish like I hadn't seen all this really cool shit. But uh, <laughs> all in all, I went to a screening of that movie. It was, I liked it. You liked it. Okay. I did. I did. I actually, what I liked most about it was Scarlett Johansson, actually. I liked some of her acting choices. Like her I, acting. I think the controversy with that movie wasn't with the movie itself. It was with her. Yeah, and yeah. The, the casting But thing. I thought that. Without that. I thought that she did a good job at the role. Like, mm-hmm. be that's certain kinda, parts. I didn't, like, I'm not a diehard. And I didn't mind that she was white, and the story sort of. She was being non-Asian, like the story didn't revolve around her being Asian, mm-hmm. at least in the movie. Okay. When I went to see it, which is a little different than the first right. animation, right? Because the, yeah, there's the, a lot more. Because someone was telling me, I haven't seen a lot of the other Ghost in the Shell things, and someone was telling me that the feature film that they just released is um, more like a combination of of. Ghost in the Shell okay. stuff, so, so it's I, more like a conglomerate. I haven't seen it yet, and then um, oh, yeah, let me know what you think when you see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, but like it, it's one of those. It's one of those <laughs> things that like 
they said like if the controversy wasn't there, the movie was okay. At it least. was fun. I yeah. mean, it's like it's not it's not gonna blow your fucking mind or anything. Yeah, You're not gonna come away with like a whole new worldview, but it was fun. Yeah. I gotta say that the, the sets, the like the environments. That is what I was. <gasps> that's what I was bummed out about. Like, cause I saw oh. the art book for the film. Yeah, and then I saw like just clips of that. So when and you I go thought, see it lot big, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. The right. environments, they're amazing. They're pretty right. sweet. Yeah. See, now I really wish the the controversy wasn't surrounding it. Yeah. they had just. Yeah. Cast um give it time. Give yeah, it time. just cast like Rinko Kikuchi for it. Like she yeah. was the girl from um, Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they would have just, just gone like with her. The lead girl. Yeah, and you would have yeah. like had none of that controversy. And you would They could have even used that girl from uh Sensei, the, the badass fighter girl. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know who she Sensei, is. Sensei it's the um she's badass, it's a Netflix though. series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, but, um, pretty sweet. Somebody bi- somebody big produced it and my brain's not getting It's not JJ Abrams, is it? No, I guess I can Google he it. He produced something else big. Was it? He's associated with I something feel else he, big. He associated with the show. Is it not? Str- it's not Stranger Things. I don't like. No, it's not Stranger Things. You don't know, like Stranger brother. Things? No, no, no. I love that show. Oh, okay, okay. Holy fuck! <laughs> I would. Oh, we'd yeah. fight you if you said. I'd fight myself. That <laughs> fucking show is like, like my childhood, fuck, man. The fuck, Paul? Like, <laughs> I grew. I grew up with Goonies and. Oh, Straczynski. He he's the one who did, uh, and the Wachowskis. Oh, oh, that's it. The that's Wachowskis okay. and Straczynski both worked on it. So, have you guys yeah. not have you guys not seen Sensei? I have the DVD, but I honestly have never watched it. Oh, it's dude, it's, like, it's fascinating. It's really riveting. The storytelling and like the filming and the way they cut together all the different storylines. It's like I can't tell you much more about right, how no, cool I, it is without giving it away. But yeah, it's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, you can binge watch it because now they got like season two. It's sorry, no. Another, <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> this is what I do when I come home and I'm not coding. I watch a lot of like TV. Dude, geeking out about so, stuff like that stuff. Trust me, we've yeah we've. Talked at, at length about you know Voltron and like other <laughs> giant robots. We we just binge watch stuff. Oh, uh, the latest thing that I keep wanting to talk to people about <laughs> is Into the Badlands and like yes. oh okay so how much he, have he's you only watched? seen the first season. I've, I've seen I'm the first caught six up. Episodes. Oh, I've, I've seen I'm the first this, season too. Yeah, I've seen. I end the se- I'm caught up with this current season, and everyone I want to talk to is all like. Oh, I've only seen the first season. I'm like, son of a... Oh. Watch it. I must... I don't have cable. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you access. I haven't you access. watched the new Samurai Jack. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Shit. Which I'll get you access to that too then. Hands yeah. down. This stuff needs best to be... Best show ever fucking created. I love that From show. From an art... Like, just... Art standpoint, yeah. I mean, the whole thing. Like, the, whole the thing. writing, <laughs> the art, like, the style. I mean, it's just like... It's hard to find. It's no Veggie Tales, but it's up there. It's, it's true. <laughs> it's also not Attack of the Killer Clowns. Which, yeah. you know, we'll let it slide. Well, nothing is. That's why. That's why it's only the one movie. That you right. Just, they, and thank God. Once it's once because it, it's perfect. Why would they need to touch it? You, yeah, you can't do right. better. Perfect. Do better. That's. It's like these jackasses. It's like let's remake Birds. I'm like, are you really thinking you're that egotistical? You're gonna. Wait, that's not better. really a thing, is it? Like you're gonna do oh, better yeah. than Hitchcock. Yeah. Someone wants to remake Birds. Fuck. And off. I was like. What fucking egomaniac thinks they're going to be be able to do this better than Hitchcock? Yeah. Like, what swinging yeah. dick jackass thinks that they can pull that Snyder, off? No. <laughs> Snyder, right? <laughs> fucking, you know, of all the guilty pleasures, I actually enjoyed Watchmen. That was the one I was... I did. Okay, yeah, I didn't hate it. But I'm also, like, a big... I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan, and, like, the opening credits, I'm like, I'm sold. Oh, okay. Bob Dylan, like, like a <laughs> montage. I mean, you give me, a, it's like a giant fucking extended Bob Dylan music video. I'm like, I'm over here jerking off. I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. <laughs> and then the usher's like, excuse me, sir, you're going to have to leave. Yeah. Like, you can't have your penis out in this theater. <laughs> oh, I'm like, sorry. oh, it's not that kind of theater. What? Got it. Shit. <laughs> See, it's weird. Usually I'm the one making those Yeah, jokes. I was say, this, this is the first time. Well, I thought I had to step it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was severely lacking in this episode. So that's all right. You'll make up for Yeah, we didn't even time. get into porn or anything like that. No, I tried. I tried to steer us. Yeah, we did. When, when, <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, th- that's okay. We're probably gonna have to wrap this one up. Oh, yeah, okay. I know. I know. That's all good. Um, we're at like what an hour? One twenty-eight. One twenty-eight. I can talk. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's no, okay. no. That's good. This we'll, shows. We're shows normally like yeah. This. We're gonna have you back for technical clowns. Yeah. So we're yes. we do we do movie breakdowns here, so we might oh. have to have you back on for yes. that. Yes. Okay. So we should also do a, a session where we touch talk about games. Oh yes. yes. Now that now that the audience knows you, we'll definitely have yeah, you back. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Paul, is there anything you want to plug, or we're gonna go see all the Marvel films <laughs> from now until eternity, so I can well, stay employed? If, <laughs> if you insist. I mean, I was on the fence before. I mean, you're yeah, kind of twisting yeah. our arms. For those here. of you who really need convincing. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the Marvel, just yeah. watch all the Marvel. Go watch the credits and. Look for our friends. <laughs> yeah, look for. I don't know. You probably guys. I well, might, you were, I'm you, not you, in the credits. You were anymore. in. Uh, you were in Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man. I think uh, Civil War. Yeah. Jesus. Wait. Yeah. Clear, just be clear. You're saying you're in the credits, not necessarily like in the background. In the like. In the, the, I wish I was in the background. That'd yeah, be the, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Man. So look no, for my name would be in the credits. But okay. the, you know, it's like the big list of people. Like, here's all the artists. Yeah. Time, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like when you go to the movies. That's cool though. You have that moment. Like, oh yeah. You're in the it's awesome. Like, I took a picture and sent it to my mom. She's like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm like, "See that little thing that's in my name up in the." So does that mean you have an IMDb page? I do actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, I just don't upkeep it very much because I'm super fucking lazy yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> it. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I, that sh- the Ant Man credit should be in there, and um, yeah, yeah. So watch all the Marvel yeah. guys yeah. like this. Like I know, like our audience has to be like a convinced. friend of mine. Yeah, my friend of mine just like sent me a text like because uh, he worked on Guardians of the Galaxy the cartoon. Oh, and he I was like, he's like, he's like, he's like, I've got an IMDb page. It's like it's right here, right height. I'm like, that's cool, man. It's pretty exciting because I go yeah. home and my relatives have no idea what VFX is. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, oh, let's pull up IMDb. I can show you. Like, I'm on this like thing, and they're like, wait, is that Jake Gyllenhaal on the front? And you're like in the same website as him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, hey, still, we're bros. We are bros. I actually <laughs> used to work. I actually used to see him in the neighborhood where I lived in. The in, uh, fuck, Manhattan. Really? Him and his sister lived around the corner from where I used to work in we're Manhattan. Gonna yeah. to, we're gonna have to have you back on and talk about. But that. I saw them like from across <laughs> the street. It wasn't like I had any interaction with them. Still, they were I there. Met, uh, I met Ray Fines though, once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a crazy story. Yeah, I met him. Um, Did you tell him that's not how you spell his name? No, oh, Ray. I didn't. I was too <laughs> like I was, it's Ralph, dude. It's I was Ralph. too chicken shit to say anything to him, and he was like, "I don't know, like, I don't want to be like that <laughs> that douche in public, like, making a big deal out of some celebrity who's like trying to be on the sly." I worked at an art supply store, and his uh, his niece went to Columbia University, and he's like, "I feel him though. I have I have a couple of nieces, and I love spoiling the shit out of yeah. them." So he would come visit them. And um, they they did art, and so he would come to our art supply store and buy like a bunch of like nice high end stuff for them that they wouldn't buy for themselves, yeah. and bring it to him as like Christmas gifts and stuff. And so That's he was cool. in shopping. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it, yeah. um, but he was really nice, um, and he is. He is a striking guy to see in public. I but mean, you call him over the loudspeaker, uh, Ralph Fiennes. Your name. Yeah, <laughs> Patty Smith. Your uh, order's ready. So uh, the store I worked at used to be in the East Village, and Patty Smith was came, it B and H? Came no. around. No, it was this place called New York Central Art Supply oh, okay. that closed. But um, Patty Smith used to come in a lot, and we like the whole store was like fucking rock and roll and punk fiends. <laughs> so we we would frequently be playing Patty Smith on the radio. And the one time she was in, she was like, "You guys still listen to this old broad?" Fuck, <laughs> and I hear I could hear her from like we worked on the second floor here downstairs, and my friend Mary was like, "Patty, that's funny." That's all I heard, and I went downstairs and was like, "Was Patty Smith just here, like making fun of herself?" She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'm going home. Nothing's gonna get better than that <laughs> today. I'm done. That's it." That's no, that story. <laughs> perfect top. way to end that story, and we're gonna have you back for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, everyone, everyone listening, just watch all the Marvel. Keep 
Keep Paul employed. And all my, and all my friends are kicking ass and working exactly. hard. So. And Naughty Dog, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Play games, watch movies, be nerds, man. It helps keep us all employed and helps keep everyone oh, happy. That's, so. that's a beautiful way to that's the only thing. I, yeah. That's the only endorsement I can give. Awesome. <laughs> give uh, everybody. Ken, where can they find you, bud? <laughs> uh, they can find me at Comics TNT. And by the time this comes out, we poise just before free comic book day. So look up in your local area, free comic book day, and find a store to go by and get some free comics. I hear comics, tunes, and toys in Tustin. I am comics, tunes, and toys in Tustin, yeah, but I want anyone who hears this to look in their local area for a comic book shop so they get out and they get free comics. A lot support of your vendors. Yeah, man. exactly. Support yeah. your local comic support, shop. Support those arts. Yeah, and uh, a lot of, lot of stores will have like artists out front doing like signings and stuff like that. Oh, so that's badass. Get out of the house. Get, get some, go get some free comics. Meet artists. Else. We're not weird. Yeah, by yeah. any means. Yeah, and don't forget to listen to the other podcasts on the Geek Say What Network. There's Ready Set Geek hosted by Alex Gallet, and uh, Ready Se- uh, Excuse Me Geek KO hosted by uh, Justin Madriaga. Um, and shout out to Wayland Productions for letting us share the sp- uh, share the equipment, share the space. Uh, also, shout out to our geek apparel sponsor, Jordan Denae. She's a geek apparel uh, manufacturer out of Brooklyn, New York. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me <laughs> on Instagram at Justin Malari and on Twitter at Justin underscore Malari. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe, and to join the offensive. Thank you. <laughs>